Hello, everyone. This is Tanya with the Grit and Grace podcast. Hope this episode finds you all well and blessed in the Lord. This is episode 22 of the Grit and Grace podcast. And this is going to be airing um, on the beginning. This is our first episode in September all right, so we're celebrating Recovery Month. September 2023 is National Recovery Month. So as you guys know, I have a big heart for those who are in bondage and struggling with addiction and alcoholism or mental health issues. And a lot of the times those two go hand in hand. But this is um, National Recovery Month. So we're just going to kick it off with just, use, you know, using our first episode you know, to dedicate it to the, uh, the first episode for September to dedicate it to the subject of, um, helping those, um, in addiction, find recovery and freedom in Christ. Right. So I just thank you all for tuning in. This is going to be exciting show. Um, I pray the Lord blesses this episode in Jesus name and blesses those who are listening with everything that they need in their lives. Right. All right, so just lead us and guide us, Lord, as we continue on today. I'm so excited for you guys to meet my guest for this episode. All right, so we're gonna, I'm gonna bring on Anthony Swisher, and he's representing uh, the Freedom House uh, Keeler out of Michigan. And we're gonna talk about what they're doing um, to help those in recovery. So let me go ahead and get ready to bring on Anthony. One moment. All right. All right, so Anthony is coming on. There we go. Hey, Anthony, thanks so much for coming on the show today. Yes, and thank you for having me. Awesome. So um, this episode is in sort of like a dedication or an honor of National Recovery Month, which is in September. And so um, I've got Anthony here to we're going to talk about addiction, recovery and what we could do to help those that are um, still out there in bondage, find their freedom in Christ. Amen. So amen. amen. So um uh, like I said, uh, September is National Recovery Month, so we decided to dedicate this first episode of this month to the subject of addiction recovery by highlighting this ministry that's committed themselves to helping people get free from the chains of addiction. And I just wanted to start us off with a quick couple of verses, um, and I will I got I snatched this off y'all's website which is a very yes. yeah it's a very popular verse um but i think that's cool that y'all use it it's in john chapter 8 verses 31 through 34 then jesus said to those jews who believed him if you abide in my word you are my disciples indeed and you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free they answered him we are abraham's descendants and have never been in bondage to anyone how can you say you will be made free. Jesus answered them, most assuredly, I say to you, whoever commits sin is a slave of sin. Mm. And a slave does not abide in the house forever, but a son abides forever. 
Therefore, if the son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. Amen. I love that. And um, that reminds me where he says, but a son abides forever. It reminds me of the verses um, that say, you know, that what great love that the father has bestowed upon us, that we should be called children of God. Thank God. And um, all right. And so, and a lot of you guys know my story. I, I thank God I found freedom and in, uh, in Christ. And uh, it is it is the truth of Jesus, uh, the power of his spirit that set me free from uh, the chains that I was in. And so, um, and it's Jesus that can set you free. If you're listening, you're struggling today. It's Jesus that can set you free today. So, all right. So let's get to my guest, Anthony Swisher, uh, representing the Freedom House uh, Killer out of Michigan. Um, I'll just give a brief description of the Freedom House uh, this is from their website. The Freedom House Killer is a 12-month recovery, rehabilitation, and discipleship program. Uh, the Freedom House program is designed to bring healing to your past, truth and freedom to your present, and vision and hope to your future. Their mission is to take in and embrace those who are hopeless and struggling with any form of addiction. It is their privilege to lead all who come into true freedom and true purpose. There is no one who is ever too far gone. As long as you're still breathing, there is still hope. God has a beautiful plan for every life and no one is ever beyond his forgiveness and redemption. Amen. So Anthony, why don't you start out, just introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about your personal testimony and what you do and how you came to be involved with the Freedom House. All right. So like she said, my name's Anthony Swisher. I was uh, raised in a broken home. My parents divorced when I was two. And uh, uh, my dad struggled with alcohol addiction for many years. And with that came, like alcohol became an excuse for him to not be part of the family. Um, to not like participate in things, not come to concerts, things of that sort. And through the grace of God, I was able to forgive him um, before he passed. But anyway, that uh, like that's kind of like where I'm at with addiction is I've seen it. I've been on the family member side of it to where I know the effect it has on on the family members. Um. And like right now I run like a video production company. Um, but this, the Freedom House Keeler was birthed out of people who were affected by people who were caught in addiction. And this is something that the, the church Keeler, which is where, where the Freedom House will be housed is the church Keeler we have uh, sorry my brain's not no you're quite as fast no as you're fine no go ahead you're <laughs> fine hon uh so my wife and i came to the church we're at now about 10 years ago when it was a different church mm -hmm. and a lot of things happened and long story short that church with its negative reputation died and a new church was born out of it. And with that came this vision of getting down into the mud and the mire with, with those who the church says, you don't belong here, getting down in there, pulling them out of the mud, 
giving them their dignity back, giving them Jesus, because like when it says that you shall know the truth and the truth will set you free, Jesus was talking about himself because elsewhere he says that I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Amen. Um, sorry to I'll step off my pedestal now, but no, go ahead. Um, we we like to preach on here. <laughs> okay. That's fine. So, so when Jesus says you will know the truth and the truth will set you free, he's like, You will know me and I will set you free, and who the sun sets free is free indeed. And that's the purpose of those verses that we have on our website. And like when you believe in that mission, that's when you want to invest. And so like when the vision was put up some seven, eight years ago now, which is how long we've been working on building this, when that vision was put up, I'm like, yes, I'm in, let's do it. Uh, so, yeah. All right. Well, that's awesome. I mean, I like how you say, um, give them their dignity back. Yes. You know, that really touched me because, um, you know, even sometimes when we are we are welcomed in and accepted in, we're still looked at differently. Um, so, you know, that that means a lot. Dignity means a lot to people. Um, so so you were affected then by drugs as, you know, a family member and a, a lot of people that are actually in addiction. Same thing. Like, you know, a lot of us are children of addicts, too, or alcoholics. And then we become sometimes, sometimes we do, we don't become one because that's not who I am, but we end up struggling with things like that. So, um, so it says here though, that, so this is, you've got this, you've got, you guy has, I'm stuttering, excuse me, I'll have to cut that out. <laughs> uh, Y'all got this set up to be a 12 month program. So, um, is so what why do you have any idea why that is i mean personally i think the longer the better i think it's great i mean programs like i don't know if y'all have team challenge around that area yes. but that's like a one-year thing and i think that's one of the reasons why that works so effectively is that kind of why y'all gauged it that way or um so the pastor's wife actually had her own battle with addiction and for a year she was at team challenge of southwest michigan Oh, okay. Um, and so while she was there, the pastor was running the church, raising his kids, like all through that year. And what we found is that, like, there are not every program is perfect. Right. Of course. Um, right. That's so true. There, there were some things that we noticed with these programs i'm not going to name names because there yeah. are people who've been set free because of these programs right um but there are things we noticed that didn't seem quite right and so we're like all right let's do this but do it to the glory of god mm -hmm. and so we're like 12 month one year is a good period of disconnect yeah because let's be honest if aa worked we wouldn't need team challenge <laughs> yeah like i mean things of that sort like yeah i mean i think it works on as i think the 12 steps uh meeting the rooms or whatever i think they work kind of on the back end 
uh, after you've had this, because I had to have uh, uh, 12 months or it just happened to be 12 months of intense discipleship myself, yeah. you know, and I guess I would consider the other maybe maintenance, you know, good for yeah, maintenance. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So go ahead. But the idea is to pull them out of the lifestyle they're in. Yeah. Put them in a Christ focused and Christ saturated environment where they have an obnoxious amount of accountability mm. and they're like, there's no reason for them not to be free at the end of the program. And the goal is to give them tools to re-enter their life, but without running back to the same things they've always run back to. Yeah. And is that where kind of um, the discipleship comes into play? Because I like how you guys uh, specified and the way y'all have this lined up is you say it's, you know, rehabilitation and discipleship program. I mean, yes, we're big on discipleship around here. We have my, the guy who disciples me has a, his own show is called Discipleship for Life. And he's discipled me for um, eight, I'm going on nine years every week. Uh, well, I mean, all the time. But I mean, we we actually spend time together, uh, whether it's in a, having a meal together or fellowshipping or studying together or whatever. Uh, but he's invested in me in my life, and um, you know, uh, so yeah. Um, and I've I have um, submitted like not to him, but I mean, the Lord had the Lord's how the place He put in my life, you know, through Him. But um, so like. Why is it that you guys have stressed discipleship in, you know, in this as a core part of this program? Uh, what's your description of discipleship and how important is it, do you believe, to somebody's recovery? So discipleship at its core is family. Mm, I like that. And mm. I wish we could take credit for it, but I don't know if you've ever heard of the Belong program. Um, no. Uh, I don't have his name handy, but you should look it up. It's 33rd Company. Okay. Um, he started this discipleship program where the church like meets once a week. Some of them go out on outreach to bring people in to be discipled. And it's a really cool program. We've been doing it for a little bit, but he's actually the one who came up with the phrase that discipleship is family. Uh -huh. And what we had said before is it's doing life together. I like that. I like that. Because when we look at what how scripture shows discipleship, Jesus didn't say go and make converts. Right. Or go and make church attendees. He said go and make disciples. All right. And if you look at the layout of disciples, especially during that time, like everyone who was a preacher or considered a rabbi in that time had students under them who were considered disciples right and, true and the goal of being a disciple was to be like the rabbi mm, okay and so when the apostle paul says imitate me as i imitate christ mm, good he's saying be a disciple just as i'm a disciple yeah and it's learning to be more like jesus and that's what discipleship is about, is learning to be more like Jesus. It's not these rules and regulations. And uh, I'd even go as far as to say memorizing scripture, because it's not what you do. It's 
who you're growing in relationship with. Oh, it's not what you do. It's who you're growing in relationship with. Oh, I like that. Yes. I like that. And I like the, I like the discipleship is family thing. You know, I mean, in the, in the first century church, um, when they were going from house to house, it wasn't a matter of, okay, um, you know, they didn't have structure or whatever at that time. And now we have buildings and structure and formats and, but, but it was about family. They thought that I feel like that they did it that way. It, um, it was birthed in that way because it was about family. It was about community. They had all things in common because they were a family. They were interconnected. They were a community and built into that. Like, as far as like for um, ministering to, those in addiction and, and things like that built into that discipleship into that family is like a net. It's like, you've got, well, it's sort of like a safety net. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, I mean, we, we have to mention, you know, relapse. I mean, too, it's like, um, you know, the Bible says, you know, if someone, if, you know, if is in a fault, restore one, uh, such a one in a spirit of meekness. Right. So, but you have that net and you have that accountability in a family, you have that community. Um, you know, when you get, they say, you, you know, when you're getting clean, you need to change your people, places and things. Right. So you're, like you say, you're saturating them with Christ, but you're, and, but then you're like surrounding them in, within a family that, that makes it not impossible to go out, but less probable, I think, that they'll want to go back out because they've been now that they've experienced this conversion, they've experienced this freedom, and now they have this new family, this new relationship, and things to fulfill their life. And if they step into some purpose, right, in service for the kingdom, then it's like, why would they even want to go out? I mean, you know what I mean? I think that that's really good. Yeah. So, um, all right. So, like, what would a typical day or week look like for somebody going through this program? So we're, we haven't opened yet, but we plan to launch in January of 2024, mm -hmm. which right now for the women's center, because that's what we're opening it up to first. Um, the goal is like a Monday through Friday, like 7.30 wake up time. They'll have breakfast and then they'll get a chunk of time for prayer. That way they can spend time one-on-one -on -one with the Lord, learn to talk to him, learn to hear his voice, things of that sort. Because all too often we found that there are a lot of churches who the people depend on the pastor to hear from God. Right. That's and why it's been, unfortunately, that's the way it's set up a lot of the time. Yeah. Yeah. And you'll hear things like, well, I'm the man of God kind of thing. It's like, well, if we all have the same spirit. Um, and so that's the thing is we want to be able to, if the Lord calls any one of our leadership somewhere else, that this person who's trapped or who's recently been freed from addiction isn't like, oh my gosh, I don't know what I'm going to do because the person I get Jesus from is no longer here. Right. Um, so yeah, they'll have time for prayer and then every weekday a morning worship service where it's a corporate setting. We're just 
worshiping the Lord. And then we've got different discipleship classes. classes. Um, so one is the purple book is actually what it's called. It's a, a fundamentals of the faith kind of book. Um, and then we have a discipleship curriculum where we talk about things of uh, like who God says he is and getting rid of the perceptions people have of what the Christian life is or what it actually, like what the Bible actually says, because a lot of people come in with those preconceived notions of who God is. Um, and so it's breaking or cutting off the lies that they may have bought, filling it with simple biblical truth. Um, and then lunch, and then more classes, and then um, work duties. Yeah, you're um, right. Just building maintenance and stuff like that, and then dinner and a chapel service in the evening. Then they'll get some time for exercise, showers, uh, meet together in prayer groups, and then lights out at 10 o'clock. Right. That sounds solid. That sounds like solid plan. I mean, and a good, um, good setup. Um, are you guys going to be working with any, uh, other organizations or nonprofits? Or are you guys trying to do this all like through just that, um, the church's ministry? So it's primarily through the church's ministry. And we're also setting up a network with other churches, um, as far as like an ordination network but that's its whole other thing um but it's primarily through the church keeler and we've applied for some grants as well waiting to hear back um but it's going to be all independently run that way like unfortunately things are not from a government level are not getting friendlier to christians right this and, is a good point. Yeah. Go ahead and talk about that a little bit. Before too long, what's going to end up happening is the government's going to be like, hey, I, even though we like your results, we don't like what you're preaching, essentially, and try to shut us down. If we're state or government funded, they'd have that ability. So the idea is to be entirely self-sufficient. Uh, so then they can't shut our doors. Right. And right. that's kind of where we're going with that. Right. I, I can see that totally. I did, um, you know, I'm, I've got to admit, you know, look, everybody knows that listens to me. I'm, I never have claimed to be perfect and people know that I'm learning as I go. But so as you're sitting here talking to me, <laughs> I'm learning something about that. So when I asked you that, it was a matter of fact, when I asked you that question, it came to me because I did an episode, um, the one before last, and it was about, um, you know, how the churches can better respond to the addiction crisis. Because like I said, my heart is burdened for this. It's a huge problem, um, you know, that it's coming into the church. It's, I don't remember this being like this when I was young, you know, like, we had, I mean, there, I know that there were drugs and, and, and people had issues, but it didn't seem to be like, like showing up inside the church. Like it does today. I could be wrong, but anyways, I did this episode on like, um, 
how the church can better respond to them. And I think I, I agree. I stand by everything I said, except for, um, you know, I made the comment that, hey, if if we don't have the resources or the the wherewithal or know how to take care of something that we should just reach out and partner with another um, organization in the community. But I never stopped to think about what you're saying. Um, that's yeah. a good point. Like, you know, I, I didn't, I'm not completely wrong in it, but in saying that, but at the same time, you would need to like walk with care um, and, and make sure that you keep in, keep that in mind that they would have say so over curriculum or, um, you know, the things that we teach. So we would definitely wouldn't want that. So that's a good point, a valid point. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, so thank you for that. Yeah. No problem. Um, yeah. And so we definitely want to like, I definitely want to support you guys. Um, and so I know me and my husband, we want to get behind you guys on this. This is like what y'all are doing. There is something that has always been on my heart to um, get behind um, things like this, you know, for the, you know, that are being done by the church because um, only, only Jesus can set us free. And they, a lot of times, of course, they meet him through us. So um, how I, I guess, you know, this podcast is, it goes out on audio only um, at, on some platforms and then some on YouTube was the only platform I have video. And so um, Anthony has, um, his links are displayed on the video version, uh, as far as like, um, I was going to ask, so we'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and have you say this and then I'll make sure that this gets posted with the link. And it's, I, I'm going to make sure that it'll be posted on the Facebook page because I want our listeners to my listener to know, um, how they can support you guys. Of course, there's always prayer. Um, everybody yes. can help pray. Um, and we appreciate that. Of course we do that. A lot of times we, discount the um how much that plays a part in everything so prayer can do uh, big things so of course pray for anthony and for the freedom house up there but um so but what else how else can they give if they want to give um financially uh, and contribute to this um to what you guys are doing can you let them know how they could do that uh so as of right now we've got tidally set up which is a church donation software. It's typically used for collecting tithes, um, which I'll have to get you the actual links to those because they're a little uh, weird to say the least. Mm -hmm. And then we have cash up, cash app set up right now. Uh, and you should just be able to uh, search the Freedom House, I believe. Let me... It is on your, it is on the website that you sent me the link to the website for the Freedom House. Um, uh, That's actually, uh, I guess it's the church's website, but it was the link yes. to the Freedom House. And I think it's at the bottom of that page, both the Tithely and the Cash yes. App links are down there, I believe. Yes. All, so, all right. So yeah. You can go to our website, click the Freedom House icon. So it's the churchkeeler.org. Uh, hit the Freedom House tab at the bottom. Uh, there's two QR codes that you can scan and they should also be clickable links if I set them up right. Um, and we're looking to add more ways to give. Uh, we're looking into Waygiver, uh, which is a Christian crowdfunding platform as well as getting a PayPal set up and things of that sort. But you can always check with our website. We're looking to raise uh, 
around 750,000 is our goal to be able to open January 1st. Uh, and that's, and that, I'm sorry. And that's for the women first, right? And then eventually, yes. okay. So that will allow us to be able to house and disciple about 20 women to start. Okay. Okay. Um, that's housing, food, uh, building renovations, and paying staff to be there, especially nighttime security, because women who are caught in addiction, typically the people they're partnered up with aren't the greatest people. So right. you want to be yeah. able to protect them at night if someone comes looking. Right. That's super important. Uh, that's super important. Uh, yeah. Good, good, good. Okay, so yeah, um, well, thank you, Anthony, for coming on. Um, I encourage you guys that are listening, um, make sure that, um, oh, if they have questions, can anybody has questions about it, can they email you, Anthony? Yes, so that'll be the church keeler ministries at gmail.com will be the best email. Okay. Um, which I'm sure we can put that link down in the description as well. Yes, yes. Or reach out on our Facebook page uh, at the Church Keeler. Um, and yeah, just All right. any questions or no donation is too small. No donation is definitely too large. <laughs> um, and then we just ask that you try not to put any sort of stipulations on the donations. Um just like any churches who want to partner, you're you are more than welcome to donate, but don't expect us to do things the way you want them done. So right, right, right. I understand. I totally understand. Okay, so I'll make sure that everybody has your contact information and your links. I uh, thank you for coming on, and uh, me and my husband. I'll make sure that we um, definitely uh, partner up with you guys and what you're doing. So thank you guys, um, Anthony. I'll, when I stop, just hang in there for, and, and we'll talk a little bit longer. But thank you guys for letting us listening to the Grit and Grace podcast. I hope you have a fabulous week. Tune in next week, Wednesday, six p.m. And um, until then, God bless.